There's the wards. Ooh. Well, they're going to need to soak 8%. that middle one. That middle one is about to explode at 8%. 7% on Queen Ajara right now. The ward has, like, 6%. no way to pee. 6%. 6%. His off eyeball coming in in the middle there. No, 5%. Ah. Yep. Oh, 5%. Right. 5%. 11%. That is the new best pull. So close. Unfortunately, oh so it. close. Welcome to Season 2 of Sleepless in Copenhagen. In the first episode, I'm going to talk about the race to world first in World of Warcraft and why I find it so interesting. So buckle up and get ready for an exciting race. You are listening to Sleepless in Copenhagen, Copenhagen. a podcast about everything, something, and probably a lot of nothing. Opinions and stories about gaming, music, and everything pop culture. Directly from a never-sleeping mind. Here's your host, Martin Hoffman Larson. Here we go. I'm back after a short break. Small two years, maybe something like that. <laughs> so I thought it was time to give some love to the good old Sleepless Podcast. So here we are. Recently, I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft because of 8.2, the new patch for the game. Um, and because I've had a lot of uh, time on my hands. So... I guess it was time to play some World of Warcraft. And when a new patch is out and a new raid is out, there's also the race to world first, which I've been watching a lot of. So I thought, hey, that would be the perfect subject to talk about on this first episode in Season 2. But before we get to all the good stuff, um, I have to thank a few people. Thanks to Beata, Dusty and Tom for lending me the voices to the new intro. It's pretty cool. And specifically for this episode, I'd like to thank Frasley for a lot of bad puns. And I hope he's feeling better and has recovered because of all the water he drank. Because he thought, you know, it was the race to world thirst. So yeah, uh, see, if you can, see if you can catch all the bad puns. Uh, also, thanks to both Frasley and Ryan for delivering some voice opinions on the race. Um, which you'll get to hear through this episode. And at last, but not least, uh, big thanks to Michael for joining me on this episode to talk about the race to World First. Um, when we recorded our conversation, the race was still on, so we didn't yet know the outcome of the race, but uh, we still had a lot of opinions about it. So, uh, so yeah, thanks. Thanks to everyone. But let's get this episode started and say hi to Michael. Hi, how are you doing, Michael? I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. It's a Saturday, Saturday morning, so... Um... It brings back fond memories of waking up early on a weekend and talking with you and smiling and having fun. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. We're not going to have fun today, though. Aw. So it's exactly like before. Okay, we're ready. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. So you you and I, we know each other from that other podcast that we've been doing for quite a while, The Blue Recluse, mm. where we talk Blizzard gaming and uh, world of warcraft among other things and um, this thing that's going on right now in world of warcraft is the race to world first that's right where where some of the best guilds in the world compete about who can clear the newest raid on the hardest difficulty the quickest lfr <laughs> LFR. So how? Let's just start there. How, how how is LFR going for you? Have you world first? I <laughs> I actually would not know. I have not delved into LFR because I think uh, when people make the joke that LFR is the hardest, it's not really a joke if you're going in by yourself because <laughs> some of the groups you find are just ridiculous. Uh, but no, I haven't been playing enough recently mm. to really 
have the time to put in the LFR. Even though it's shorter wings, it can still be like an hour and a half, two hours, maybe three hour investment, depending on your group. So haven't had that time yeah. to jump into LFR. I, w- I was in a really lucky group, I guess, where there was actually a few people who knew the uh, the tactics and stuff and were like hey guys we need to do this and please listen up and give me leaders so I can mark stuff like that so I actually had, had a, a, a quite pleasant LFR uh, experience so far um, so so to, to get eased into to the, the encounters that's cool that's cool did you guys use voice chat or was it just a text in the no. chat box just just text in the chat okay all, all normal old school Whatever works, whatever works. Exactly. So, are you into uh, rating and the rating scene at all? Do you have time for that these days, or how does it look like that? In terms of me playing, I've taken a step back due to homework obligations, real-life obligations, and just kind of a little bit of burnout over the last raid tier. Um, but I have been keeping up with the race a bit, keeping tabs mm. on it, checking in here and there seeing what's going on tuning in at the wrong moments you know perfect timing and now that all the introductions are out of the way let's begin ladies and gentlemen it is a cool summer's day here in Krefeld, germany at the tate tv gaming bar but the heat is rising as the high levels rise we want to thank you for inviting us into your homes onto your phones into your workplace wherever you might be for the world first race for the rise of Asharab. So what is the race to world first exactly? It's a community driven event in World of Warcraft. With every new expansion for the game and with every other patch, there's usually also a new raid included. A raid is a specific area in the game where you have to go uh, with a group of other players to combat harder than normal enemies in what is essentially a big puzzle you need to solve together as a group. When the last of the bosses in this area dies, you have completed the raid. These raids each has a multiple difficulties and the race to world first is to complete the raid in the hardest difficulty, also called Mythic, as the first guild in the world. One of these guilds, or group of people, is Mythic, a European guild which consists of people from all over Europe. Mythic is one of the best World of Warcraft guilds in the world and have 11 world first wins prior to this race in the raid called the Eternal Palace with Queen Asaria as the last boss. Mythic has been known on the raiding scene for many years, but it wasn't until last year with the first raid of this current expansion that they livestreamed the raid so the whole world could see their progress through the raid. The process used to be very secretive because of the strategies these skills used and nobody wanted to give away their winning strategy. So there wasn't much for us to see, except for us to wait for the guild to announce they had defeated the end boss, usually with video proof. But the first publicly streamed race to World First was such a success that Method decided to continue to stream their progress with every subsequent raid release and to evolve the race to World First concept. One of the biggest sponsors to the first two Race to World First events was Red Bull, who also quickly saw the big potential and success of these events. I won't go into too much detail, but the short version is that Red Bull and Method couldn't agree on who should own the stream of the event, so they had to part ways for the Eternal Palace race. If you're interested, I will post a few links in the show notes about what happened between Method and Red Bull, which you can find at sleeplessincph.com. 
let's now hear what Ryan had to say about all. The other thing I did want to talk about, Marty, that I thought was phenomenal, and I think this phenomenal moment comes off the backbone of a what were you thinking um, with Red Bull? You know, Red Bull backed out on Method. I don't think Red Bull and Method were uh, agreeing on the terms of the deal in terms of who was going to be streamed and, and that kind of stuff. I don't exactly have the specifics, um, but from what I understand, limit, or, uh, Red Bull rather wanted to stream other guilds and Method didn't want that. They wanted just their thing uh, and Red Bull didn't agree. So Method chose to go out on their own and then obviously Red Bull attached themselves to Limit the last minute. Um, but I, I think while that seems kind of shady and, and probably bad for Method, even though they were able to, to stream their own thing and, and do well, um, it, it allowed for more guilds to be streamed this go around. You know, Limit was holding out on the streaming because they were really trying to get a world first done first so they could stay focused and kind of get where they needed to be before they started streaming. Didn't happen, so they started streaming this round. Obviously, the Asian guilds have been streaming forever. Um, there was just a ton of streaming going on, and it allowed for people to stay up to date with the race better than we've been able to in the past. A lot of times it was speculation by joining discords or kind of word of mouth. Supposedly they've had a boss down this far, um, you know, in previous expansions, you know, the, the there's been like the hush hush about who's done what, who, how far they've gotten, you know, no streaming, no video releases until the top three guilds have killed it. Um, and now it's like, you know, you, you got to either put up or shut up. There's no hiding anything, no hiding strategies. You, you got to just get in there and you got to perform and you got to be the best. So um, I'm loving this, man. It was a lot of fun to keep up with it. Clearly, you know, the emotions were high. Uh, and I didn't pull out the W, but I think that's what makes it exciting. We're able to kind of get behind our, our teams and our countries and, and really take uh, part in all of this and feel like we are a part of it. So um, again, congrats to Method. Uh, and I really loved the amount of streaming that was going on with the race. And I hope we can continue to get a, a more streamed or more televised rather uh, Mythic World race moving forward. I agree, Red Ryan. Regardless of what transpired between Method and Red Bull, we as viewers had a big opportunity to see a lot of rating, because not only would we be able to see Method and their partner girls do some of the world's best rating, we would also get a second channel operated by Red Bull and the direct opponent to Method, Limit. So for the first time ever, we had some amazing coverage from the race to the world first. The coverage has been pretty good, I, I must admit. Uh, we now have the most visual stimulation of the raid that we've ever had before. Like, you have Method streaming it, and then you have Red Bull that is covering, like, how many teams do they have? Like, 11 teams or something like that? That hmm. they have access well, to? Yeah, Method is doing the same. They, they do cover primarily Method, but they do have a lot of other teams as well, so when, when Method is uh, having their famous long breaks and stuff like that, they usually show something else. Uh, so, so yeah, I feel like both channels have a, a lot of teams that they that they follow. Yeah, and that's really cool. Like, just being able to jump in and this time it's like a 24-7 type deal, so there's always something going on. Whether or not it's the most interesting thing going on for whatever your preferences are, that's kind of to be determined. But we can't say that there's not content there and I don't know what the viewership has been like consistently I think right now method was around 26,000 viewers and I think the Red Bull stream was at about 8,000 when I last checked so I yeah. mean 
if you're looking for like huge numbers, you're not going to see it, but I don't think anyone ever really did. I think we were talking, no. and you mentioned that it did hit some pretty high peaks, though, for the method stream. Yeah, yeah. I looked a little bit into the stats, and, and if we look at the, the peak number, so when there was absolutely most people watching, the method stream peaked at 75,000 people. Um, and Red Bull peaked at 16,000 people. So that's 90, what is that? That's uh, 80, that's 90,000, 91,000 people. Uh, watching World of Warcraft, a game yeah. that that is a dead game, right? Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> ninety thousand people. Who cares about that number? Um, <laughs> it is it is interesting, and the numbers, like obviously, like method, like you said, had seventy five thousand, and then what did you say? Fifteen? Yeah, sixteen. Sixteen for Red Bull, and I would like to see that gap kind of closed a bit in terms of what place people go to but i Mm. think that because method is the big dog on the block and there was some controversy beforehand um i do think that limit or someone else needs to win before they can really pump up their viewership Mm. Uh, because right now everyone's looking at method to win it doesn't matter if they're behind they're looking at method to win and that's what they want to see so i think once someone else is able to win then it might kind of even out the viewership a little bit and the more other people win, the more the viewership will even out, and it'll make it even better. I feel. Absolutely. Um, what have you? What have you been watching most? The the method stream or the Red Bull stream, or is it like fifty fifty? Or it's pretty fifty fifty. But I will say that I think I've been watching the Red Bull stream a little bit more. Um, mm. There's because there's always something going on there. Uh, I've tuned into the method stream quite a bit, and every time I tune in. I'm looking at somebody's dead screen or I think there was one time I tuned in and the screen was a method player, but it was all in a different language and I couldn't understand anything that was going on on the screen. So I was like, um, yeah, I'm not knowledgeable enough about World of Warcraft and this like character and all that to be able to understand like, okay, it doesn't matter that it's not in English. I can see this and this and this and I understand what's going on. Nope, I was like, I'm just going to go to the other stream because I can actually understand what's going on over there. So for the nearly two weeks the race went on for, which in raiding time is an eternity, we had 24-hour coverage of the race all seven days of the week. This is not only great for the race to World first as an event, but also for World of Warcraft and Blizzard. And you could definitely say, wow, progress has been made. I know, that was a bad pun from our very own Fastly. And speaking of him... What are his thoughts on the race? Well, I'm somebody that loves to do stuff versus watching it. But I think it's really cool to race for World First. The fact that it's teaching people how to raid better. It's showing people tactics that are used by a lot of raid teams. So I talked with Pete about how there's really no loser in the Method versus Red Bull competition. Because everyone wins, getting a lot more coverage, a lot more streams. So I think that's really cool. The one thing I don't like is the you can only be on one side or the other. You can't like both. And I never watch Twitch chat for huge events because it always seems to be accessible. So I'm not a raider, so I probably won't actively watch this, but I'm still excited for it. I'm always excited for new stuff, new ideas, new innovations, and people having a good time. So let's raise for a world first and let's see who wins and let's have a great time doing it. And great times were had. We have never had this much coverage before, and it seems like the event is here to stay. So I'm personally very excited and looking forward to the future of the race to World First.
Now the biggest problem with this beam is also right here. Uh, they need to soak. Wow, this is a great pull. Need to soak the runes, right? But yes. this this beam constantly There's moves around. There's that old god eye cross-sectioning the arena, rotating around, just oh, pelting people down. Move to the left. Beam. It's rotating right. Oh my god, it's so much faster than heroic. Did you see it, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The old god eye. So that it looks like it pumps out four lasers and it rotates uh, counterclockwise. Oh my goodness! Wait, it's so much harder other, than it used to be. Other than that, there's not that many mechanics that they have to adjust to. But the void oh, zone. Wait, no, this oh is this is actually gosh. this is what I was saying about the void zones. This, oh, there's so many. Oh my Positioning God. is going to be massive. This yeah, is, this is like a huge GPS race. Oh my God, this gosh. is not going down this week. Wow. They can stay forever. This, this is, is impossible. Not, <laughs> this is not going down this week. Maybe you have to overlap them. Four point nine percent. That was okay. there is yeah, no so way. much progression there. That was a hell of a pull. That wow. was really good. So why do I find this so interesting? Well, there's multiple reasons why the race for World First has grabbed my attention, just like Asara's tentacles. I would be lying if the drama between Method and Red Bull isn't part of it, because of course it is. So I really want to see Method take a win even more now. But it's a small part of it. Method is European. Limit, their closest opponent, is American. I mean, that does not automatically mean that I have to root for, for Method though, but, uh, you know, I, I sort of thought it would be like that in, in the Overwatch League when we finally got some European teams, but it just simply didn't. I didn't just start liking any of the teams because of that, but what I do like about Method is that there's a few Danish players on the team. I mean, it definitely helps having some national feelings involved. I also started to get to know the names and personalities of some of the players through the first two races, so I guess I feel a bit personally involved as well. But it's also obviously the competitive aspect of it. Method has so far taken 11 world firsts. Can they keep doing it? Out of the three first raids in the current expansion they've taken two uh, of the world first, can they also take the fourth one? They lost the last one, so it, it, it feels even more important to win this one for both me and I guess for Method as well. Lastly, raiding is something I've been doing throughout most of my time playing World of Warcraft. I know how you raid, I know what they're going through. I know that great feeling of your strategy finally coming together and you managed to secure the kill. Obviously, my experience at that 100% the same because I've never raided at that higher level, but I have a very good understanding of the hows and whys when everyone has been pushed to their limit. Similar to how someone can just run out on a field with a ball and start playing football with his friends and then can have you know, a general understanding of hows and whys of a professional football team. My dad used to play on an amateur football team and loved to watch football. It's just never a thing for me. The race to all first, though, that's my football. It takes a bit longer than 90 minutes, though. How many hours, how many days was that at Queen of Shards? Seven? Well, more than that, maybe eight? Uh, at this point, we saw them on the bus for, for what, around, like... It's basically been a whole week of just hitting their head against the Shara over and over again to try and find that kill. They finally come through. It has been eight days and five hours... Method had once again secured some of the more well-known people from the community to be casters on their stream. A lot of the casters were also there to some of the previous events, and that gave the information quality quite a boost. But even the newer names to the roster did, in my opinion, a very good job. My personal favorites were JB, 
a World of Warcraft player from Method who mainly participated in the MDI Bay from the Twitch channel Final Boss TV and Mike aka Preach from the YouTube channel Preach Gaming. And also honorable mentions of Falcone who made a bet with Twitch chat and lost so he had to dye his hair pink while on the stream. And obviously don't forget about Trekkie, a former Method Raider and MDI caster. The, the caster team that that method uh, had for the for, for the, the stream has has been really really good and it's 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 more or less well known people. Whereas every time I've gone to the Red Bull stream, I'm like, who are these people? Who are these casters? Uh, I didn't really didn't really know them. Do, do you think is is that true? Is it more upcoming casters on, on the Red Bull stream, or is there actually known names that I just don't know anything about? I think there are a few known names that we don't quite know about but like if i think if you're really into the circles then there are a few names there that may have been part of like high-end guilds or things like that but i do feel like you're right in that the method has those bigger names i mean they have mm. they have preach preach yeah. by himself like preach could do the whole thing by himself and i would be over there listening to it because he's one of my favorite yeah. casters he's so knowledgeable and just he's a funny dude i like it as Michael said, the big fan favorite on the Method stream was definitely Preach, and it's very understandable. He is super entertaining to listen to, but also has a lot of knowledge about the game and how the rating in Method works. And he's extremely good at explaining all the small nitty-gritty details, so it's understandable for everyone. And it's one of the things I think uh, is really needed for something like this, because if you don't know what you should be looking for, it can be very difficult to follow. But I will say, well, they do have some pretty decent casters that sound like they know what they're talking about, and they have good presentation, and I was in there this morning, and this is Saturday uh, the 27th, so I was in there this morning, and they were just talking about it, they were having some fun with it, they were talking about different raids in the past, and they just seemed to be pretty laid back, and they were giving nods everywhere. One of the things I like is that, just because there's two streams going up, and they're racing against each other... It's not necessarily bad vibes between the two groups that are actually there. Like, you no. constantly hear, at least on the Red Bull one that I've seen, it's like, like, hey, Method, like, got the lead. Like, awesome stuff, guys. Like, let's hope that Limit can take it just to, like, they want to see a more interesting race. And I think that's mm. what we all want to see is, like, I think in the long run, it doesn't really matter who wins as long as the race itself was pretty cool and it was fun yeah. and it was close. We don't want to see just Method dominate everything. <laughs> Even if they win, we do want to see it like a close race and just be entertained. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because, I mean, I, I think it's great. I think it's really great that, that those two two streams. Obviously, uh, I thought it was a bit uh, what happened uh, before that Method and, and Red Bull couldn't, you know, agree in terms and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. that. That's obviously sad to see, but I really think it's really cool that if you're into this kind of stuff, you can practically, you know, watch it 24-7 at the moment while, yeah. while the race is on. Because when Method goes to bed, that's uh, peak hours for, for the US team. Um, and and when they go to bed, I think it's it's the the Asian guys who I don't know how many of the Asian girls Red Bull are following, but I know Method are following some of them. We've seen some of their kills as well. Um, so, so I really feel like if you want to watch this type of content, now is is the time. Definitely. Now I do have a question for you because I was showing. Obviously, we both play World of Warcraft. We both rated, so we kind of understand what UI looks like when some people are raiding it can seem cluttered it can seem like there's a lot of information mm. on the screen i showed my girlfriend the stream because i was watching it and she's like oh what are you watching i'm like watching the race of the world first and 
she couldn't get into it simply because she was like, there's too much on the screen. Yeah. She's like, I just can't get into it because while it may be better for them, she's like, as an outside viewer, I'm not necessarily looking at it to see all the information. I'm looking at it to see, like, the environment and actually, like, the things being attacked. And I want to view mm-hmm. it as if it was, like, almost like a TV type deal or almost yeah. like an esport thing. Like, when you watch the esports, you don't really see all that stuff on the screen. So I'm wondering if it might do better if maybe they had a way to kind of show a non-player perspective as a view like hey we could follow this player but we don't have their screen necessarily like i think that would be an interesting way to kind of look at things occasionally occasionally yeah yeah, yeah. i mean absolutely i mean uh, the thing is that i i can totally understand that and i think at least on the methods team they've been really good at, at talking about uh, you know, summon up the tactics, what they're trying to do, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But the thing is, if you just jump in at a random time and it's a, a time where they're not explaining what's going on, then it can yeah. be really difficult to follow. I, I totally understand that, but I feel like Blizzard needs to a- acknowledge this as a thing because right now I think they're saying it, it's community driven. It's fine. It, it's so we we don't do anything. We're just focusing on doing the game. Um, and, and I think that's why we don't really have any way possible to, you know, for instance, you know, uh, I don't know, show fancy graphics like they do when they have their their, their uh, arena matches, for instance, which yeah. is quite funnily going on right now. And, you know, the race to World <laughs> First is actually having more viewers than World of Warcraft's own arena uh, matches that is going on right now. But, um, but yeah, so I feel like they need to acknowledge that this thing is a thing and, and maybe make it a little bit more you know uh, official uh, for it to to improve like that yeah just throw some support there maybe even add an option in the game where you can be an observer camera mm. and then like that person can be the observer camera i think they do that with the arena where someone can like zoom around the map or something like that so i think that yeah. would be interesting and it's just this is just the idea in order to get those that aren't as knowledgeable about everything that's going on and even for those that are that just kind of maybe want a cleaner aesthetic and just kind of want to view it a bit more without weak auras popping up in your face or hey there's this text above that says by the way you don't have any stacks or something like that yeah yeah, I mean, it is a difficult thing to follow if you're not really into it, and and, I've, and that's actually how I feel with uh, Arena as well. I have to admit, I haven't really watched it how 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 much it has improved over the last few years. But I remember in uh, like a few years ago, if I watched an Arena match, I mean, it, if you don't know what to look for, like what buffs and and stuff like that to look for, that then it's really difficult to 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 actually. Uh, uh, yeah, see what's actually going on. It, it, it feels it feels messy. I feel. Um, I watch Arena, and it doesn't feel as messy. There is definitely some confusion, but I will say that the casters have been doing an amazing job in keeping people informed about what's going on. So it's pretty fast paced, and sometimes things are crazy. And but I do think that the casters really make a huge difference in Arena. Um, telling you everything that's going on. And I think that we'd say the same thing about the Race of World First, is that some of the best casters are the ones that inform us as well as entertain us. Yeah. And and I feel like, again, if you have to... I can only talk 
mainly for for the method stream but i do feel like they have a good bunch of casters as well already said they had they have preach uh, and jb which I, I feel like and then obviously uh adam from final boss um that they have those three dudes are really knowledgeable about the game and then they have a lot of uh of, of and the rest of the casters also know enough about the game to be able to cast it but i feel like they're definitely more like on the we're here to entertain you uh these three guys are here to actually be knowledgeable about what's going on but i, I don't really regardless when i've tuned in i feel like that's always something been happening uh obviously again i haven't checked the night stream what's going on there and that's <laughs> probably mainly what you've seen and you and, and if they're speaking in their own languages and stuff like that at that point and i know then it's probably <laughs> pointless um but uh, at least during the day when the race is on in, in the EU, I feel like the, the, the whole thing has been really good. It's been really, really entertaining and knowledgeable at the same time. Um, it definitely is. I, I agree with you on all those aspects. But it wasn't just the mentioned ones. I feel like all the casters overall did a fantastic job of striking that balance uh, between keeping us entertained during times that there wasn't a lot of things going on and giving us the necessary knowledge to understand what was going on or why it might seem like not a lot was going on. Oh, and you remember what I said about that national feeling? Well, one of the casters, Feisty, was a Danish guy. Uh, I know a lot of people were a little bit tired here in the end, making a few mistakes. And it just, it happens. It is that mental fatigue you kind of end up uh, Mm -hmm. running into after, I don't know how many hours they they rated today. They started at, what, 10 today? Yeah, so 16 hours. 16 hour day? Yes, that was... A very long day. I would be fatigued and frustrated. Yeah, and today yeah. we've not seen a lot of breaks because they've not really well, had to. Well, there were breaks at the, the first, first half, half yeah. but then they got a really good pull, and there's just pull, 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 yeah. pull. I mean, um, not the typical method that we've been seeing. There's at least one big issue with the race, though. When the teams hit a difficult boss, it can seem like they're stuck for a really long time. I was watching pretty much every day of the race for the first few days because there was a lot of visible progress going on. Boss after boss went down, with the odd boss here and there that required a bit more time. But once they hit Sakul, the second to last boss in the weekend of week one, progression just seemed like it stopped completely. It didn't stop though, of course, but it might seem like that to a viewer who haven't experienced a race like this before. It happens, and you just keep trying to get more and more information of the boss. Every little progression into the fight gives more information of what to expect. Method's MO, though, is to take a lot of tactic talks in between pulls like this. So that obviously doesn't help on the entertainment part. So I really feel like when when you hit that spot with a boss uh, of this type, that is so difficult and it takes so many tries. I mean, I think... um, method was currently around 300 tries on the boss then it's not that interesting to to watch and i really have to tip my hat again to the casters to try and keep it entertaining you know on on day number 12 where we've been for the past eight days been on the same boss um but, but it do get a little bit boring at this point and, and i don't really know what you can do about it um i don't think you can really do anything about it if you if you think back to how it used to be, you would simply like keep refreshing a page and you'd be able to see hmm. where everyone was at, what pools or however many pools they had done or whatever. And I think now we're able to see visually what these guilds are actually forced to do 
during those 150 pools. Like, it's not just, hey, we're going to sit here and pool consistently 150 times all in a row and just, like, the repair bills and all that other stuff. We are finally able to see, like, hey, guess what? Some of this is not the most interesting. It's like Mm. trying to be a professional sports player. And it's like, hey, everything is not just the game on Wednesday that is like super hype with a hundred thousand people there. There's practices in the morning and practices in the evening and split runs here and split runs there. Like, yeah, it's not always that interesting, but it's necessary. So if anything, it gives me a greater respect for all of the guilds that even choose to participate in this because it's such an endeavor. Just imagining being on one boss for that long. Yeah. And like you get hyped off of like, Oh, we like knocked off 3%. We finally made it into another phase. Like if I was doing that with my guild, I would be like, guys, like I'm, I'm done. Like, no, I'm sorry. Like what is going on here? The thing is that that's how it is like to raid, right? I mean, even me as uh, what we did in our guild, we raided twice a week. Uh, a boss that took us a long time would probably be like three evenings of two and a mm-hmm. half to three hours, right? Uh, so that's uh, 9, 10, 12 hours in total maybe that we spend on this boss and then it's dead because obviously we're not professional players so we re-clear over and over to get better and better gear and eventually it just falls over because we're just you know, overpowered and manage to learn the minimum amount of tactics. Uh, but these guys, these guys, they do this every day, like a job, 12 hours a day uh, and and... You know, just pull after pull after pull after pull. And I totally agree. If it was me, I think I would have been gone. <laughs> be going nuts after like the 50th. Especially since the... they, don't, they don't have the resources that we have when we go through these things. No. Essentially, they're writing the resources as they go along, which is like, hey, like yeah. this works better with this and this. While when we go through it, it's like, hey, what's it say on the internet on what works best for this? Yeah. They don't have that, so... So, in these situations, I think it's great that we have multiple views from multiple guilds. So, when we hit these walls where a guild needs to figure out the tactics or takes a break, then we can switch to another guild and see what they are up to. And here, it would be especially interesting to have been able to follow Limit's progress since they were stuck on the same boss. But the long method breaks did become a recurring joke, so at least it did give some entertainment value that way. But as something new to the message stream and very needed, as we just found out, we also had streams from other guilds participating in the race to World First, and it was really interesting to see how some of the other guilds were faring. Among them were Alpha, Skyline, Aversion, From Scratch, Vodka, Big Dumb Guild, and JGH. Seeing these other guilds as well gave the race something extra, especially the Asian guilds. JGH looked really strong, and at one point even looked like... looked like it could be a contender to the world first kill. Yeah, I actually think it was pretty cool to see as well uh, uh, some of the the other guilds. I think we watched, what was it? Was it from scratch or a version or something? Um, some of some of some of the other guilds who were in the race as well. Uh, they, they, probably not a world first contender. I think I think, they, but but they're probably you know 
well, th a third and fourth and fifth, stuff like that. I really feel it's cool to see those skills as well in the race and just see how they're doing and how they're progressing. progressing. Um, and just see that, see their kills as well in their point of view, uh, because because all this is this is all this is is, is fairly new. It's like it's, it's a year ago, a little under a year ago that, that that method did this for the first time, started streaming for real, the race for real. So uh, I really feel it. It's really cool to see all these skills, you know, and 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 what they're actually doing and have to endure to 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 play at this level. Um, I'm right there with you. I we kind of discussed it earlier. I don't know of any way to really make that middle portion more enjoyable. Like when they start doing those split runs and things like that. I think that's kind of you just you just take it because that's part of it, and you either enjoy it or you don't. So it's like preseason for football season or something. Do you mm. care enough to really watch it or not? <laughs> it's up yeah. to you, but it's there for you if you want it. And I think that's the most important part is that it's there for you. If you want it, that's amazing. Yeah. It was really fun to see how these other girls chose to tackle the bosses since nobody has the same team composition. Especially the Asian girls was fun to watch since they have a tendency to do things a little bit differently over there. And just watching one of these other girls that I before this didn't even know of attempt a boss made you start rooting for them to kill the boss. And that also makes it even a bigger shame that we didn't have the direct opponent to Method on the same stream as well. I think the event would have been so much better if we'd been able to follow all the biggest skills in one stream. Because as the race dragged out into week number two, the race became even closer and more exciting to follow. Would Limit, who had the lead, be able to secure the first big win? Or would Method, who were struggling with the second-to-last boss, Sakol, make quick work of Queen Ashera? The race was at this point still very open, which of course made it much more exciting to follow. They're actually not putting him in the damage debuff right now. They're probably trying to wait for the tentacles to come in. They're timing it out so the debuff goes in right here before the tentacles come out. We have the look. They, oh, it's totally fine. It's nowhere near them. Bring on the DPS as we get to 5% right now. I do believe the rogues are fine in their other realm. So we're at 2.5%. The oh DPS buff maintains right now. 4 million, 3 million. This is going to be tether. Baby, we're here. We we're here. here. That yeah. is Seconds ago, we are moving on to the Queen Ashara herself. Look at the celebration. The shirt worked. Behind us, we did it, babe. The shirt worked. The shirt worked. This year, the event was at the Take TV Gaming Bar in Krefeld, Germany. Something that was new, though, at least to my knowledge, was that the bar was open up to the public during the weekend. So if you were nearby, you could come down to the bar and hang out and maybe even meet some of the players. If I had been nearby, I would probably gone down there to have a look, and it would definitely be something I would do if, for instance, the next event would be in Denmark. But it seemed like everyone was having a great time. Maybe, except for the raiders. There were a few issues with noise, so Scribe, the raid leader, had to be moved in office to avoid the noise from the bar. It definitely felt like it was a bit of a distraction for the Method boys. Them being stuck on Sakol at that time probably didn't help either, and must have pushed their capability to focus to the limit. So I would hope for them that next time there would be a bit more of our separation between the public and the players. But I love the idea of it. 
I love the idea of the public being able to join in on the fun as well, so I hope we'll do something similar next time. So Lorgot goes down from the buff, so that is also expected. That is a 10%, so they have about 20 seconds to do 10% here. This is going to be tight. Uh, the console will explode if they get there. We are at 7%. The raid is looking solid. The 6%. wards are looking okay. As we get down to 5.7% and the raid is still looking good and the timer is coming down to 3 seconds. They are getting ready to maneuver this away from the console. We're at 4%. 3%. 3%. Make a name for yourself, boys, as they are punishing Ashara exactly as needs to be 2%. done. 2%. We're at 2%. 2%. Oh, oh, the console man. explodes. 1.4%. Sko and Kana. They are 1% sub 1%. Still trying some upset Can Kana. They do it? Let's go. go just wait. It's the last man standing uh -oh. 0.9%. 0.9%. 0.9%. The stream was obviously streamed to Twitch TV. And one thing that I think a lot of people know is the good old Twitch chat. It really makes me sad sometimes to see what's going on in there. I usually turn it off because there's really a, a lot of good stuff going on in the chat, especially streams with a large viewer count. But the casters obviously do have to pay attention to it, and they did, and taking viewer questions is great. But you also get a lot of backseat drivers that doesn't really seem to know how rating works and what it's all about. Or maybe they're just trolling. And it can quickly become tiresome, and I'm happy I don't have to deal with it. But I feel like the casters did a great job of including people as much as they could and also try not to repeat themselves too much. One interesting thing in particular was when Method was stuck on Ashara. The last boss, we're almost there, and uh, yeah, well, they were clearly behind Limit. Limit was running with a 3 healer composition, but Method decided only to run with 2 healers to have more damage dealers. People in chat quickly became experts and was telling Method through the chat that it's clearly, it's clearly a mistake, you know, to only have two healers. Limit had at this point probably around 150 more tries on the boss than Method and, uh, well, a better percentage, so they clearly had it in the bag, right? 7%, they've got to make sure that these wards do not drain uh, completely, but they are in really good shape. It it we are like at 5%. We are at 4%, ladies and gentlemen. 3%. Three. She is melting. Queen Zara is melting Two. right before our eyes. 1%. One. And all alive. Point seven. Has Point seven. Yeah. We got it first, Queen Zara. We got it. Method first, Queen Zara. Has proved why they are the king of kings. We did it. At this game. But Method only needed 360 tries to get her down. They had more damage in the last phase of the fight, so they could get her down way quicker and thereby skip more of the mechanics and ended up victorious with their 12th world first kill. Limit needed 527 pulls to get their kill and secure the world second kill. Afterwards, the chat changed from being it's wrong to only bring two healers to Method clearly had the best strategy. Let's again hear it from Ryan. First and foremost, big congrats to the Method Boys. Um, that's not a congrats I would like to be giving, uh, as, you know, obviously I would love to see an NA win, um, but I got to call spade a spade here, and Method did their, you know, did what they were supposed to and came out on top, and, and Limit failed to capitalize on yet again another potential world first. So uh, congrats to the Method Boys. Good hard work. Paid off. Good for you. Um beyond that i gotta say again i think i've already said this once um limit I, I think they dropped the ball uh they were clearly doing better than everybody else 
Um, they, you know, a lot of these guilds didn't have a lot of excuses because there was a bit of a holdup uh, from Blizzard's end in terms of some hot fixes, and it gave time for other guilds, especially from the European front, to catch up. Um, but Limit, nonetheless, still uh, took out a lead and was doing great. You know, they, they got down some pretty good percentage, a lot of polls. Uh, last time I had checked before I saw the kill at the World First with Method was um, Limit being like 25% in 400-something polls and Method in the 200 polls with uh, like 50-something percent and no ad phase, you know, none of the ads down in the ad phase. So, uh, you know, as far as everybody else was trying to look like Limit had it, but uh, I think Method called it right. You know, I was listening to Scott's interview uh, they didn't think Limit was going to have it, and I think when I look back at a lot of the replays like that, Limit just didn't have the DPS. Um, they were running three heals when they should have run two. Uh, speculation is because they didn't have two good strong healers, um, so they had to run a third, uh, or one of their healers didn't have a good DPS spec to step in that role. E- either way, it was very evident Limit was lacking what Method had to capitalize and bring in the W, so... Um, yeah, I think Method just needs to hit the drawing boards and come back strong and, and do better next time. And maybe one of these days NA will get their win. But for now, congrats to the EU boys. Solid win. Good job from coming from behind and, and pulling it out. So good for you guys. And I think this is one of the weak spots of the event. Some of the casters did a really good job of uh, explaining why Method did what they did. But if you chose to tune in when someone else was casting, then you'd miss out on this information. But I also think we as a community can do a lot and we should sometimes maybe trust in what the pros are doing and maybe also just have a bit more patience because the casters usually get around to explaining the strategies again later in the stream. But to round up the Race to World First event, I thought it was probably one of the best versions we've seen so far and I'm looking forward to see where we go from here. I hope we will continue to see it as a community-driven event but as many people fear, Red Bull might want to have a say in that. It's not something I'm going to delve too much into here, though, because that could probably be another podcast just on that uh, just on that topic. For now, I'm just happy we got so many hours of great content out of both streams, if you were interested in the race. There we reach the end. The race to finishing this podcast episode is over. I hope you feel like a winner. Again, big thanks to everyone who contributed to this episode. My hope is that more people would like to contribute on every episode. So on the next episode, I'll be talking about Wizards Unite. And I would love to hear your opinion about the game. Written opinions is more than enough and are more than welcome. But even better is a recorded one that I can actually use on the show. So there's no need for fancy sound equipment, no. Just a voice memo app on your phone. It's perfect. Join in on the conversation on our Discord or find the show notes for every episode over at sleeplessincph.com, which got a huge design overhaul by Virtual Birdie. So thank you so much for that. It's so awesome. For now, though, there's nothing more to say, but good night and see you next time. You're listening to the Sleepless in Copenhagen podcast.
Give me a beer! I want a beer now! This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at DragonPoweredStudio.com. 